You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Purist podcast. My name is Ryan. If this is your first time, thank you so much for listening. Whether it be coming over from uh, tantalizing Tony's stream uh, from Monday, if you're coming over uh, because of DJ Dells, um, or if you're just stumbling by and you figured it'd be a good listen, I definitely appreciate you. Thank you so much. You can go to our Twitter page. It is the WP underscore podcast. Uh, there you can find all of our links. Um, you might be listening to us on Apple or Spotify or Google or Amazon Music, but there are a plethora of of other um, areas where you can go and listen to the podcast. Uh, so today we are talking about winter is coming. That is right. Winter is coming is back tonight. Uh, but I want to look at last year's because last year's was absolutely insane, I think, to say the least. Um, we had uh, we had the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royale, uh, which the two finalists were MJF, Orange Cassidy. MJF won that exchange. Jericho defeated Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Defeated legit Layla Hirsch. The team of Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes uh, went over the Team Taz members Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, which was followed by the debut of Sting. I I would honestly give a little better than that, but I am getting over um, screaming my lungs out this past Saturday. Uh, at at Ring of Honor's last show, Final Battle. Um, if, if you want to learn more about that, listen to the predictions, listen to uh, my reaction from it. Uh, that's the last two episodes. Have at it. And in the main event for last year's Winter is Coming is Kenny Omega defeating John Moxley for the AEW World Championship uh, with the help of that dastardly heel Don Callis. This would go on to an almost year-long reign until we'd get the win... Uh, from Adam Hangman Page. And that is what we're talking about today. We are talking about um, tonight's edition of Winter's Coming. Right now, we only have four matches. So there's going to be a little bit of speculation here at the end of this episode. So make sure you stick around. Let's start with Wardlow versus Matt Seidel. Um, I think this is going to be better than some people think. I think Matt Seidel is a credible in- in-ring worker. Um, I think they're building Wardlow for the eventual MJF split. Um, I know there were some commenters on uh, Tantalizing Tony's YouTube show when I was on there on Monday uh, saying that Wardlow will eventually be CM Punk's um, you know, kind of muscle or heavy for this feud um, coming down the line here. I don't know about that one, uh, but I do think somehow um, – you know, Wardlow will get the win here. I just don't know how it will tie in everything with the big picture. Up next, we have the no disqualification grudge match, and this is a grudge. It's a Karajita and Serena Deeb. If it wasn't no disqualification, I probably would lean towards the Karajita. Serena Deeb, 
since since her injury, since her return from injury, has shown a very nasty side of her. Just a nasty streak, and um, I this show hasn't been around long enough for me to make this reference yet. But I love that CM Punk, the the one, um, can't remember if it was Dynamite or if it was Rampage, but Shady was in the ring and was you know. You know, praising her in-ring work, and then goes, "That's Serena Deeb's got a nice head of hair on her," and I popped hard for that because, for those who don't know, Serena Deeb was a member of the Straight Edge Society in WWE uh, with CM Punk, Joey Mercury, Luke Gallows in WWE. If you already know about that, you're like, "Well, I well I knew that, Ryan. Come on." <laughs> um, but I do see Serena Deeb getting the win here. Um. I I would I would love to see Hikaru Shida get a win here and maybe be the next opponent in line for Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other things going on within the women's division right now. And I do appreciate how we're not um, during this TBS championship tournament featuring a lot of Britt Baker. And yeah, Britt Baker is one of the most over people in the entire company. But at the same time, you do have to give respect to the new championship and the tournament that is getting ready to crown. Um, so props to AEW for that. And Deeb gets the win here. And we will talk about the TBS tournament and the championship match on another episode. Up next, it is the match for the AEW Dynamite Diamond Ring. It is MJF uh, with some members of the Pinnacle minus FTR taking on Dante Martin. Uh, This is a coin flip for me, and it shouldn't be. Because for some reason, my heart is telling me that CM Punk is going to interfere to give Dante Martin the win. And that'll be the breaking point for MJF to finally agree to a match with CM Punk. My head thinks that Team Taz will interfere and cause Dante Martin the match, giving MJF the win. There's so much stuff going on, but it's all good. It's not oversaturation of the product yet. I think that, you know, and, and I'll comment on that more here in a little bit. Um, and that'll be right after the AEW World Championship match we talk about. It's Hangman Adam Page defending against Brian Danielson. This will probably be a 60-minute time limit. It is a world title match. I don't think it's going to go to a, a draw or a TV time. I think the Hangman has to retain here. And we were talking about it a little bit on Tantalizing Tony's show on Monday. But we we so much in professional wrestling from time to time want that really quick payoff. People are getting very impatient with the Hangman Adam Page storyline before he eventually got the push, won the casino ladder match, got his title shot, finally won. People are growing impatient. And I think... To an extent, I understand. But we just had Hangman Page win the title at full gear. Um, Brian Danielson has been mowing through the Dark Order. 
I think there's more meat on this bone. I think that it would be the correct decision to put Heyman Adam Page like solely atop the mountain on you know by himself for a little bit because let's be honest ever since he won the title it there hasn't been really that much time for him to you know cut promos uh video packages anything of that nature it was the Wednesday after he won he came out he cut a small promo cut off by Brian Danielson you know and then started this whole Brian Danielson versus the Dark Order uh, feud here for, you know, since then to now. And I think tonight um, is going to be too much for Brian Danielson. I do think the Hangman Adam Page is going to retain. I think it'll be a fantastic match. Uh, but the one thing I do want to talk about, and this is always the thing now, um, with... With these bigger AEW shows, um, not just the weekly episodic shows, but the bigger events like the Winter is Coming, uh, Fighter Fest, etc., stuff like that, is that you have to think of the prospect of, of free agents coming in. And I think there's no bigger bullseye right now on the back than a few of these free agents right now. Um, I want to take... Uh, a recent article I read from Comic Book. Um, I will share this to the Twitter page so you can read a little bit more about it. Uh, but they list seven free agents who might arrive at Winter's Coming. And they put or Holiday Bash. That includes next week as well. Um, Holiday Bash is a two-night event next week, so I'll be covering both of those. Um, let's start with number one. That's Bray Wyatt, also known as Wyndham. Um, I'm in the minority. I don't want Bray Wyatt, Bray Windham, Windham anything. I don't want him in AEW. I think he does fantastic character work. I think uh, we've kind of seen that experience um, kind of come and go. I think we've tried that. And I think that Bray Wyatt would be more comfortable uh, in an impact setting. I think Impact Wrestling is the perfect spot for him to be as absolutely creative as he wants to be. I think Mal- I think they're doing the correct booking with Malachi Black. So if this does happen, it gives me hope. Uh, but I think you have Wyndham and then you have Malachi Black on the same show. You have to really book that appropriately to get the full value of it. And I don't know if AEW has the roster... To do it. And what I mean by that is the oversaturation of the WWE main roster is something that we've talked about now for years. Okay? The oversaturation to the point where we can't give people a credible push. We can't give the guys that deserve a push a push. We can't give young guys a push. It's if you're already established. That's 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 the route. That's who we're getting to give the push to. Now look to current day AEW, and they are doing a great job at the moment of making sure everybody gets their adequate screen time. What I'm very worried about is now we have a company, Ring of Honor, who has just essentially closed their doors. 
The company is giving the appropriate release to people who are asking for it. Remember, they're still contractually obligated until the end of the year when they officially close unless you've requested your release, which they are obliging and they are giving that to whoever asked for it. So we have a whole roster, men, women, officials, commentators, the whole nine yards. Everybody's looking for a job now. This happens when the WWE releases come. This happens with uh, any time a big release happens. Oh, hey, AEW should sign them. No. AEW does not have to sign everybody. AEW needs to build a credible roster. They need to keep doing what they're doing. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of people as we go down the list. Where I'm like, yeah, this is a great fit for them. Let's do it, even if it's one or one or two matches. Let's do it, you know, because they have other ventures they're already involved with out outside of AEW. Uh, but number one on this list is Wyndham. I think he's more appropriately fit in Impact Wrestling. But if he shows up, I'm 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 gonna give it a chance. Number two on this list is the Ring of Honor World Champion. That would be Jonathan Gresham. I This is going to happen at some point. And he's already called out CM Punk, Brian Danielson. He has his Terminus event coming up next month. Um, this is a quote from him. From the event that we went to on Saturday, heavy final battle, he said, as champion, it is up to me to keep the spirit and the essence of Ring of Honor alive. I will preserve and protect pure wrestling as Ring of Honor world champion. I'm going to make this championship the best wrestling title in the world. In order to do that, I need to wrestle two men who help make the Ring of Honor title the best in the world. Brian Danielson and CM Punk. At one time, being the Ring of Honor champion meant that you were the world's best professional wrestler, but that moniker was taken away, and my mission is to restore honor to the title. I need to step in the ring with these two men. Until then, I'll take on all challengers for the Ring of Honor title. I plan on defending the title, but I will only defend it under pure professional wrestling rules, which is the way it should have always been. So the caveat with this... um, is I would urge you, first first of all, go watch a pure wrestling match. Um, there's been a handful of good ones this year because they've, they've involved Jonathan Gresham. Go check those out first, okay? Before tonight, in case he does show up, before Friday, before next Wednesday's Dynamite, before next Friday's Holiday Bash Part 2, get an idea for what pure is because it is not... It It is not what you've seen professional wrestling as uh, with AEW, WWE, Impact. It is its own breed, and it's some of the best wrestling we've seen this year. Um, so my only caveat to this is we need to get Todd, Todd Sinclair and Bobby Cruz to be Jonathan Gresham's in in his entourage so he has a referee that knows the pure rules we have somebody 
that is on the mic that knows the pure rules and can comment on them for the crowd. I think those would be two outstanding caveats. If we could get them, that would be fantastic. Um, Because the pure rules don't just catch up the first viewing. Um, There are a lot of rules that I don't think are um, exercised each time. But I do think that um, we'll see more of that as Jonathan Gresham explores outside of Ring of Honor before we get to Terminus. I would love this. I would love if you were to come out over the next two weeks. I don't think it'll happen quite yet. I think there are other places, other stops he needs to make first. But it will happen, and mark my words. Uh, Number three on this list. Yeah, we're only at number three because I ranted a little at the beginning, so I apologize. Kyle O'Reilly. And... Honestly, we thought on Saturday that we were going to get the reunion of Redragon because it's the last Ring of Honor show. They held tag titles multiple times uh, during both of their runs in Ring of Honor. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is a clean free agent. He does not have a 90-day no-compete clause. Um I think that's um, – I think what people are looking for next, and it was a fan-created um, T-shirt or hoodie, some kind of apparel, and it was the Undisputed Elite. Uh, I think that's perfect. I think that's the perfect kind of next subgroup for uh, – and as crazy as it is to say this, Bullet Club, because let's not forget, the Elite is still a subgroup of Bullet Club. That's that's never been announced as, oh, we're no longer part of Bullet Club. No, that's always been canon. Always. And I'm willing to fight anybody on that. <laughs> Even though they haven't been really showing Bullet Club-esque tendencies, wearing gear, uh, fraternizing uh, with Bullet Club crew, other than last year when we saw Kenny Omega briefly uh, tag with, with Kenta. Uh, when he was over in the States for a while. Um, but if we get Kyle O'Reilly tonight, that'd be fantastic. Get him back to Ring of Honor Kyle O'Reilly. We don't want cool Kyle. Cool Kyle's awful. Give us give us Ring of Honor Kyle. It's going to be fantastic. Next on the list is Control Your Narrative. Oh, boy. This is a... This is a this is what I will say will not come tonight. I think they will make their way around the indies. Um, if you have not seen the clips from Final Battle, EC3, uh, after his television title loss, uh, started calling out some of the younger upstart talents that Ring of Honor had. Um, you know, and it was the trio of Dak Draper. Infinite Eli Isom and Brian Johnson. And this is after Isom ate the pin in the in the four-way match. And after just verbally kind of getting on him, uh, <laughs> EC3 then released the Titan. The Titan known as Adam Scher, also known as Braun Strowman. Him, Wesley Blake, and another guy who I've scoured the internet, nobody knows. And 
They cleared house, cleared go to the ring, carried him away. So what's going to happen from that? I do think, like I said, they made their way around the indies. Not quite AEW ready for any of them, but I do think it's a possibility uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, next up is Brody King. I would love to see this. I think um, Malachi Black's teasing of the House of Black as of late, and it just happens that Brody King coming off of a win this past weekend. Um, this seems like a, an obvious like first choice to bring into AEW. He's a big body guy. There's not a lot of these physical guys in AEW. Um, they've been tagging um, on on the indies, particularly in PWG, as the kings of the Black Throne. Uh, they are the PWG World Tag Team Champions. They've held it for almost three months. And I think he would be an outstanding addition to the AEW roster. I think it's time. Uh, he's physical. He sells well. He cuts promos well. It's time. Next up is Deanna Perrazzo. I don't think we get Deanna Perrazzo yet. I still think it's coming at a later date. We still have Deanna Perrazzo's match at Hard to Kill with Mickey James. And then after that, we then have the title unification match uh, with Roxy, the last Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Uh, but I'm all I'm all for it. Deanna Perrazzo is one of the best women's workers in the world right now. Um, Lizza, I went on. I was not scheduled to go on Tantalizing Tony's show on Monday. I flat out made the comment because they were talking about Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. I said Deanna Perrazzo boots, laces, ring gear above the rest of them, and I jumped on, and that's how that happened. But just the fact that just that one comment got me on there, or the invite. Um, Deanna, Deanna Browser is one of the best women's workers in the world, period. Um, she is. And she's been doing it for the last year, year and a half. So the last one on this list, and I think it's an obvious one, is going to be the Briscoes. Again, pulling from the final battle rope here one, one last time. Um, the Briscoes won the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles on Saturday. They said if there's any tag team that wants to step up, we're here. Lights go out. FTR's music hits. They're on the apron. They potato the absolute crap out of each other. Um, this is happening. I don't know when, but it is. It, the, I And the crowd was for it. I don't know how it looks back on the Ring of Honor production of it, but they're live. It was it was Briscoe City because we were in Baltimore, Maryland. It's a literally stone's throw away from San, from Sandy Fork. But this is a match where I think it's it's very close to the anticipation for FTR versus the Young Bucks, and I think it's been a long time coming. The Briscoes have been loyal company men for so long. I think it is time. I think what everybody is thinking now is when. And I think that Battle of the Belts is the best time to do this. I think um, 
will build to a three-way match, honestly, between the Briscoes, the Ring of Honor champions, FTR, the AAA champions, and then the Lucha Bros, who are the current AEW World Tag Team champions. I think we're leading to that, maybe a little bit of ladder war. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, But out of these seven listings, I think the most intriguing one um, and the one that I think that will show up tonight is Brody King. I think with only four matches announced, I think there's a fifth match that we're looking for at the moment or even a sixth match. And after uh, Malachi Black's um, column actions, against the Varsity Blondes and specifically Julia Hart. I think it's begging for a tag team match now between the Varsity Blondes, Malachi Black, and the debuting Brody King. So let me get your thoughts. You can go to Twitter uh, at the WP underscore podcast. Let us know who you think will be coming uh, to Winter's Coming tonight, if there will be any debuts at all. Uh, there is not a right answer. There's not a wrong answer. I think right now everything is speculation, and I think that's the best part is getting yourself excited for this. Um, so head over to Twitter. Make sure you hit the follow because once we get to 100 followers on Twitter, we will be doing a giveaway for the Xavier Woods Up, Up, Down, Down Funko Pop, and it's free. Uh, all you need to do is follow us here. If... You go over to YouTube, you give my man Tantalizing Tony a follow, a like, and a share would be appreciated. If we get him to 3,500 subs by the end of the year, I will do another giveaway on behalf of him. Uh, so go do that. Um, if you like what you hear, you like what I'm, what I'm spewing out here, uh, patreon.com backslash the WP. That's T H E W P. Um, a $10 backer uh, gets to play a role in an upcoming retro review episode. And with that, everyone, I appreciate you listening. Enjoy Winter is Coming tonight. Uh, my next episode uh, will be Friday. It will be um, it will be the predictions for this weekend's uh, throwback, throw, throw down, throw, throw down, throwback of uh, Boy, I'm. I apologize, <laughs> Impact Wrestling. Uh, throwback Throwdown. Gosh, I don't know why that was so hard for me. I apologize. Throwback Throwdown Two. That is this weekend. Um, so that'll at least be something to watch this weekend. Until then, everybody, stay safe and above all, stay pure. <laughs>